guys another coffee with coaches for you today today we're going over the ketogenic diet myself and dave menzano on this uh, series of diet episodes we've covered all the big ones up to now now is a, a very popular diet over the last few years is the ketogenic diet dave goes into a lot of depth so maybe have a notepad and pen at the ready and enjoy give us your feedback as always guys share comment get in touch with me if there's anything you want to cover fitness specific nutrition dietary specific stuff or any guests you know of in the fitness industry that you want to have on the podcast and hear chat shit with me get them to get in touch with me enjoy this episode guys bye Guys, Coffee with Coaches, episode number 17. This is the fourth in a series of uh, diet episodes that I'm covering with Dave Menzano in the UK. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing fantastic, Tim. How are you today? Yeah, good stuff, mate. Yeah, really good. First first day of the week for us over there. Sunday Sunday over there, first day of the week for us here. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah, know this, that. Is, this is our working week, mate. We start work today. Ah, all right, all right. Yeah, no, still, still locked down here, so it makes no difference anyway. But uh, exactly. just, in, uh, just done a little workout team this morning. Went out for, I've been, you know, since we spoke last week, uh, I've actually started doing some uh, intermittent fasting myself. Oh, yeah. So for the ones that, li- that uh, didn't listen, it was uh, intermittent fasting last week. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I just uh, going to go for the 16 8. 16 8, so 16 hour fast. Uh, eight hour feed which some days has been more like uh, 17 17 7 or you know uh i've not been too rigid about it but it seems to be working good and i've actually so you break, lost, so you uh, break fast at what so you'll eat at like midday one o'clock i've stopped eating around half 7 p.m i try to do that oh, okay. i'm in bed normally for no later than 10 then i get up in the morning i'll have a coffee i've been doing some fasted cardio and uh, some weight training and then i'll i'll eat around half 12 1 p.m Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it makes it's it a bit earlier. I, I, when I do it, I can't stop eating so early. I prefer to have, I mean, I can't, I have to eat, uh, uh, I don't get to eat my evening meal until 8 PM anyway, usually when I'm working normal hours. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be nine o'clock before I stop eating, which makes it sort of one o'clock before I can do a 16 hour fast, you know? Yeah. You know, I just wanted to, to see if I can lean out a little bit like we discussed last week and actually yeah. I lost 1.2 kilos. So, oh wow. Uh, <laughs> week. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. So uh, we're going to go over keto today, right? Yes. Yeah. And you lot, said there's a lot, to, here, a lot so. to get in. Yeah, 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 yeah. No problem. Um, so, yeah, let's go over quite specifically with keto because I, my, my experience with keto, I've got friends who do keto, who've yeah. done keto and lost a chunk of weight and, and it was raved about. But keto is a very specific thing right i mean in you've you're in a ketogenic state which we'll get into but in my experience people aren't necessarily in a ketogenic state all they've actually done is severely reduce their carbohydrate intake but they've got but they're having a few carbs a day or they're having too many carbs a day or they're having a serving or a day of day off of the diet every week so it doesn't really allow them to get into a ketogenic state but they've lost weight they lose weight because they severely reduce how many calories they're taking from carbohydrates well, I mean, then again, um, but it's a it's a result. You know, it's worked for them. It doesn't yeah. matter. They've achieved their aim. I just don't think that they were ever in a ketogenic state. You tell me what you think. Okay, I mean, interesting that uh, I've got experience 
myself, I did a, I think a decent ketogenic diet three years ago, and uh, and I did it for for twelve weeks, so for three months. So we'll talk about that a bit as well in my own experience. So anyway, first of all, let's let's tell people, let's not assume that people know what it means. So uh, as you said, it's it's a diet, it's uh, ketogenic, it's uh, it's something that was first utilized in the 1920s, 1930s um, as a medical procedure to treat seizures. Okay. Okay. Only in the last maybe, what, 10 years, Tim, people have been adopting this uh, as, a, as, a, as a weight loss strategy. Maybe a little bit longer, Atkins promoted yeah. ketogenic states in the first phase, in the induction phase of his uh, weight loss protocol. But anyway, so... What so when you reduce carbohydrate intake in your diet, and we'll talk about what that means for because not you know people have different metabolisms, so how long or you know would take you to produce ketones to get to get into the ketogenic phase states, and how few carbs you need will require on individualities, right? However. Let's just uh, keep it generic. When you reduce your carbohydrate intake between 20 to 50 grams a day, the body will just clear turn... that up, Dave. Do you mean drop it down to that low, 20 to 50 grams yes. per day? 20 okay. to 50 grams of carbohydrate a day. We can give some examples of what that is uh, later yeah. on a day. The body will turn to ketones for fuel. Yeah. Right. When in a fat state, when we consume carbohydrates, then again, carbohydrates are found in pretty much any food, from fruit to vegetables, because people often ju just think of uh, as carbohydrates as being found in, in pasta and bread, but you know, fruit and vegetables, even nuts con con you know, contain some small amounts of, of carbohydrates, beans and lentils, you know, all of these foods con contain carbohydrates, starches, uh, potatoes, sweet potatoes, butter and squash, etc. So when we are, when we consume carbohydrates in a diet, the body will prefer gl glucose or glycogen carbohydrates as fuel. Yeah. But then when we restrict these carbohydrates to the 20 to 50 grams a day, depending on the individual, the body will start to rely on ketone bodies to provide energy to the brain and also to the muscles. So fatty acids get converted in the liver into ketones when carbs um, when carbs are reduced, right? However, let's also bear this in mind that some carbohydrates are always necessary. I also read, to be honest with your team, in some physiology books uh, early in my uh, um, in my degree, my nutrition degree, that you need at least seventy grams of carbohydrates a day because. There are certain organs such as the brain, really red blood cells that require glucose, glycogen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, anyway, so when we are eating a low carb diet, then the body starts to produce these ketone bodies to fuel our, like I said, our muscle, our brain, etc. So we, we can we can survive, um, you know, pretty well actually. Uh, on a ketogenic state, uh, according to many studies, right? Some people more than others, and we could talk about that um, a little bit, um, a little bit later on. So that what 
that is what that means. And the reason why people use a ketogenic state, a ketogenic diet, should we say, for weight loss is because you keep insulin levels low. And when insulin, level low, and insulin levels are low, as we discussed in a low-carb diet last uh, the other week and intermittent fasting last week, you tend to be able to metabolize fats for fuel. So that's ultimately, when we're looking at weight loss, which we are doing today, we're not really talking about uh, any kind of medical uh, ad advice for people. But for weight loss, the goal is, uh, in a ketogenic state, you keep insulin levels low, you're not fueling your body with glucose. In that way, the body will be able to access stored body fat to generate energy. <laughs> okay, ultimately sure. that's what people need to remember. You access body fat, to generate energy. If you eat, if we, if we, um, like this morning, Tim, I did a workout, as I said to you, I did a fast workout. What that means, I, I did a workout at half seven. I stopped eating last night at half seven p.m. So it's 12, um, yeah, 12 hours in a fast state. I did a workout. So my body would have been able to access more stored body fat for energy compared to me waking up this morning, have a bowl of porridge, and then doing my workout. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. So have you got any questions on that, Tim, or do you want to... No, not till later. Because, um, I mean, I, could, I know we're going to get into it later anyway, but I was going to mention things you just said then that you, um, you, know, you trained in a... Or, or, or sorry, you know, when carbohydrates are kept so low, we're going to talk about training later, but that'd be my first question is, is it going to affect how hard you can train? Okay. Okay. So anyway, so let's just stay a little bit more in, in, in the science part. You just give the guys a bit more of an understanding. The, so basically, like I said, the, 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 the ketogenic diet normally is 20 to 50 grams a day of carbohydrates, right? Now this yeah. would depend on individuals because what, you are trying to do you are trying to fuel the body um the muscle and the organs with fat right and how long would it take for you because this is the other interesting part not everybody would be able to cut back on the carbohydrate intake and immediately be able to utilize cute ketones for fuel you said not people, everybody will be able to do that right not initially Okay, it might take you two to four days. Some people might take even weeks, especially when yeah. we're getting into exercise. I, I, I think I mentioned this when we talked about low-carb diet and exercise. Some people, it'll take three weeks to be adapted to, ex you know, to, 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 to be fat adapted during exercise. But anyway, so you need to, at the beginning, some people with, like with any diet, especially if you're used to eating a, a Western type of diet where you're relying heavily on carbohydrates, like we said already in the past, Tim, 50 to 60% of, of, of people's diet, they can be carbohydrates. So if yeah. you go from eating, uh, you know, from eating, I don't know, three, 400 carbohydrates a day to eating, you know, 30, 40 grams, you're not going to feel very good initially, Tim, are exactly. you? Yeah, I noticed that when I, did, when I played with it in, back in the day, there was an initial phase of sort of maybe headaches and things like that. Yes, yeah. yes. So th those can be side effects initially. It can be dizziness, it can be nausea, it can even be like vomiting in, in, in most of your cases. So that is why, and that is ultimately a downside effect of the dieting. For a lot of people, it can be unsustainable. It can be very, very difficult to get into. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, 
basically, if you so if you wanted to do a, a ketogenic diet, then again, the advice. I mean, the 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 aim of this podcast between me and you is is to give people general advice. We're not yeah. advocating any, any specific diet. We're just you know telling folks, uh, giving some background information, and if they want to try it. You know, we can we can give some tips and ideas how to do it. Okay, exactly. Uh, I'm not doing a ketogenic diet myself now. Like I said, I've done it in the past, but I'm not interested in doing it now. And um, so it tends to be also a, a diet. If you're not eating, if you're restricting your carbohydrates that low, you also uh, you need to replace them in some way because you need to be getting most of your energy somewhere else, and that is fat. Tim. Okay, so you're looking at uh, a good percentage of your um, of your daily requirements actually uh, of energy from fats. You're looking at you know 70, 80 percent fats, right? Am I am so, I right in saying you you like you said there? You know you're going to have to shift, uh, take a lot of calories in from elsewhere in yeah. your diet. Basically, if you're if you've dropped your calories, if, sorry, if you've dropped your uh, carbohydrates down to 50 grams, let's say per day, then yeah. that's going to that's only 200 calories, right? So yeah. um, you, you can't survive on, uh, you know, 200 calories. So we need to get more calories from elsewhere. Is fats yeah. where you replace them from? Because am I right in thinking you can eat too much protein when you're on a ketogenic diet? Yeah, so that was my next point. So it needs to be a very low carbohydrate diet, a high fat diet, and a moderate protein. Now, this is the mistake that I did when I did mine. Uh, initially, I was overdoing the protein. And what does what the problem you know, with, with that team is that protein can be converted into glucose through gluconeogenesis, right? Yeah. So if you overconsume protein, in theory, it can get you out of ketosis because the body can convert that protein into, into sugars, glucose, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, so, you know, ideally, if you, so let's say, for example, on a 2000 kilocalorie uh, diet, which is yeah. like an, an average, you know, an average, an diet, average intake, uh, yeah. an average intake diet, you're looking at 165 grams of fat. Bear in mind, the fat yields nine calories, nine calories per gram, yeah. Yeah. 40, uh, 40 grams of carbohydrates. Okay. So four grams, uh, four calories per gram, sorry. And yep. you're looking at 75 grams of protein. And again, one, one gram of protein is equals four calories. Yeah, which isn't a particularly high protein diet at all, right? No, I mean, well, no. But, we, we, you know, then again, if this is very much individualized. If you are going to be doing weight training, yeah, then you, you might require a little bit more protein. And that is why, for me, I was eating more protein because in, my, in, 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 in the back of my mind, I was saying, when I'm actually lifting, I'm deadlifting, I'm squatting, I need to, I need to eat more protein. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so the, the other thing with that, Tim, is that it promotes higher fat, fatty foods in general. And they, right. they, you know, we could talk about later on what we think about that, but generally ketogenic diet proponents on average, right. Is eat meat, red meat, sausages, cheese, fatty fish such as salmon, nut, butter, oil, uh, oils, uh, seeds, uh, and things like that. Okay? Yeah. So very few fruit and vegetables. That's something I want to address later on. And, um, and as we discussed when we, when we talked about the low protein, 
this is definitely not something for um, you know people who have kidney poor kidney function. They need to be uh, aware of this as well because um, then again they want to make sure that they don't consume uh, a lot of protein. They want you know they really uh, want to keep the protein uh, intake to no more than 46 grams for women and 56 grams uh, for men. So if somebody who has you know kidney troubles, then you probably want to make sure that they overdo the fats and maybe a little bit more carbs and, 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 and less protein, but it's something that I wouldn't really play around too much. Um, some of the, so like I said, some of the benefits um, is that it can reduce seizures in children. So that is one of, one of the, the, the reasons why people first started to, to use this. And studies show that um, actually ketogenic diets can be as effective as medication to treat seizures and in terms of weight loss, then again, with a lot of these studies, Tim, a lot of the, the studies are conducted in animals. That's why we always have to be, I, I try to look at when we, you know, when I prepare for these talks, Tim, I always look at both camps, proponents yeah. and, and against, right? And then we can sure. formulate our own opinion, right? Because if you only look at a proponents of the ketogenic diet, it, it's great for everyone. The truth is, 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 is not, it's not that, right? Yeah. It, uh, studies in general shows that it can be good for, for weight loss. Uh, like any other study uh, team, we can, and this is the, the, the thing with, with nutrition, we can look at any study and, and you can get people to lose weight on any diet, yeah. right? And derive what you want from that study, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But generally, studies will show that there is a faster initial weight loss, as we discussed in a low-carb diet, a lot of that from, from water. But then on the long run, the, the results are similar to, to many other, uh, of the other diets. Right. Yeah. So the first few weeks, you might lose a lot of weight initially saying, oh, you know, this is really good. This is great. And then yeah. two or three months down the line. Results slow down. It, 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 it is. Right. OK. And. Um, you know, benefits from that, it could be it can improve blood sugar control. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I notice that when I take carb, when I go low on carbs anyway, you know, you know what else I think when i've i mean not that i've gone keto I, I can't ever say that i've put enough time and effort into it to get into a ketogenic state but whenever i drop carbs right down it does control my appetite okay i mean that that's interesting um we'll I'll mention that in a second and so we said improve blood sugar control it might uh, raise your cholesterol initially although a lot of studies show that then actually it can have some beneficial effects on the cholesterol. And that's something I want, I want to talk about uh, a little bit more as well. Yeah, the, the point that you made about satiety, that is very important. And you find that diets such as the, the you know ketogenic diets, but even fasting, they tend to, you know, uh, they, they tend to enhance satiety. And yeah. you find that actually, you know, protein, it can be very satiated. So studies, I, I've seen studies before where, where you ingest uh, a good quantity of protein at breakfast. I think it was something like 30 grams, which is like, you know, a couple of eggs, a bit of salmon or so. That will make you eat less for lunch. For the rest of the day. Yeah, exactly. You know, for the rest of the day. Yeah. So definitely, you know, uh, I mean, one of the general advice I, I would give to people, um, even just like in the gym, say, well, eat protein and fiber with every meal because you know that that's going to be going to be satiated, right? Yeah, exactly. Are there um, better, I mean, for example, veg, you're not limited, I mean, you're limited to a certain amount of veg to some degree, right? Because 
of um, how much um, sh- uh, how much carbohydrates they provide, or is it would it be certain types of um, certain types of carbohydrate? Uh, sorry, certain types of vegetables. So okay, interesting. So that that would be one of my one of my you know downside of the ketogenic diet. Um, when I did it, Tim, I remember I didn't go to the toilet for the first seven ten days. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, constipation, definitely. Uh, then again, I'm not saying that that's going to be the case for everyone. So yeah. that is one of, one of the, 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 the bad things for me of doing the, the ketogenic diet is that you're not going to have uh, enough fiber in your diet. If you eat away, if you're doing bacon, if you're doing a lot of eggs, if you're just doing red meats, okay? However, if you... There are ways to, to increase the fiber intake. In a, in a previous podcast, I can't remember which one, but I, I said that you want to be able to take in at least 25 grams of fiber a day. Okay, yeah. so that's the general advice. Okay, yeah. there, there are studies that show that a lot more fiber can be a lot more beneficial for the gut microbiome. But in generally speaking, 25 grams a day seems to be a good spot for a lot of people to have a healthy microbiome. And you can achieve that on a ketogenic diet quite, quite easily. Um, I've looked here, actually made, made a couple of notes on that. If you, for instance, have four cups of leafy, green, leafy greens a day, that will give you six total carbs, grams of carbs, 25, uh, sorry, and, and two grams of fiber. So that's six grams of carbs, two grams of fiber. If you have 15 grams of walnuts, so that's like a, like a handful, of walnuts right that will provide you two grams of carbs and one gram of fiber 15 grams of pumpkin seeds so these things are easy to have as a snack anyway they provide two grams of carbs one gram of fiber one whole avocado 17 grams of carbohydrates 13 grams of fiber yeah so the ratio the ratio what you're saying there is the ratio of uh, fiber to, to grams of carbs is better Coming I'll give it from total. Some, I give some, it a total, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on then, go. So one avocado is 17 grams of carbs, 13 grams of fiber. Two cups uh, of broccoli uh, or cauliflower, same, eight grams of carbs, four grams of fiber. And then some psyllium husk. Now, this is really, really good to have, especially if you suffer with some, uh, some constipation. You just have that in a little bit of water and, and uh, you know, soak it and drink here, or you can put it, you know, uh, into like a smoothie, whatever. And that yeah. will give you five grams of that, which is a teaspoon, Tim. It's 30, uh, 39 grams. Uh, sorry, it's 80 grams of carbs um, and four grams of fiber. So as a total, if you have those, those items, it will give you a total of 39 grams of carbohydrates and 25 grams of fiber just by doing those little things. Okay, sure. So, so you can get plenty of fiber basically without getting the carb, without taking yeah. on too many carbs, is what you're yes. saying. Yes. Yeah. Uh, fr- with fruit, it's going to be a little bit more restrictive. Yeah. Uh, one banana. This is a good example to, to to tell people. One banana is 27 grams on average. Yeah. So you're pretty much done on your carbs there for the day yeah, if you have a banana, so, right? Yeah. So uh, banana uh, berries are always going to be the best bet. And to be honest with you, you know, when we're talking to general population for weight loss, I don't really tell people to eat bananas. Tim. You know, my no, advice neither. is always, no, is always on berries, you know, like not uh, berries, blueberries, raspberries, you know, uh, things like that. 
The problem with those foods, again, is like, is that it's not that it's one of any of those foods. It's that, you know, you don't, no one's ever bought one banana for the house. You know, you buy, (laughs) you buy a stack, you buy a bunch of bananas and, you know, what is that that's probably going to be getting on for 200, 300 calories in a banana. And if your deficit that you've put people in is only 500 calories a day, well, that's your, you know, it's a good chunk of your deficit gone and they're going to have a banana every morning. Like it's just too easy to eat. It's too tempting. I think they'd call it like a, you know, a gateway food, like a um, a highly palatable food that, that could be consumed, over consumed quite easily. Yes. Yes. So, um, I mean, we've got a couple of questions from listeners as well. Do you think we, we've got enough um, enough uh, of the science covered? Uh, from- yeah, plenty, mate. I'd say to get into sort of a questions from people, anecdotal stuff, anything that you think, uh, yes. you know, people will ask us when we talk about ketogenic diets. I've okay. got one as well. So, a couple of, couple of uh, questions. I know you've got one the same is um, alcohol, relating to alcohol. Exactly. I mean, basically, the, the question was simply, can you have any alcohol on a, on a ketogenic diet? And, yeah. by, and I know this guy, he means, can he go out and have a fair few drinks? <laughs> well, yes and no. Um, then again, okay, first of all, on, on the basis of, of, of weight loss, Tim, you can certainly keep losing weight and drinking a small amounts of, of alcohol. Um, for a lot of people, that's going to be very, very difficult. Um, I, I see people that do really well in the gym with the diets and, you know, the exercise and then the alcohol, unfortunately, will let them down. Okay. Mm. So it depends, really. Um, in terms of, of health, um, not related to the ketogenic diet, but if you, you, you could argue, Tim, that a little bit of alcohol, uh, like Mediterranean diet style with a little bit of alcohol can be beneficial. Okay. Yeah. But when you look at the studies team, this is what people don't understand, uh, especially when I talk to my dad. Oh, yeah, but even the doctor says that one is good. Yeah, one glass, but not two bottles a day, right? (laughs) Okay, it's 10 grams, which is a glass of wine, a small glass of red wine, not even every day. But anyway, moving on from that. Um, Okay, so if you do drink too much alcohol, it can get you out of ketosis. If you, however doing a ketogenic diet, uh, high fats, moderate protein, low carbohydrates, and you consume alcohol, which is low in carbohydrates, and we'll tell what that is in a second, you could actually stay in ketosis. And there are studies that even show that it can even promote ketosis. However, first of all, you do not advise people to eat on an, to drink, sorry, alcohol on an empty stomach. Exactly. Because they're going to get drunk real fast. Okay? Yeah. So make sure you have, uh, you know, some fats and some protein in your, in your diet. So the best drinks that I found are uh, liquors, as in clear liquors. Yeah. Okay. So dry wine, for example, for, for a drink, for a serving, should we say, is three to four uh, grams of carbs. Compare that to beer. One can be on average is 12 grams. Okay. So one, um, a really, really dry wine, you might even find that it's like 0.5 or, or one gram. Okay. Per glass. So definitely avoid things that are going to be high carb and sugary. Cause if you start to do mixers, yeah, even sweeteners, things like that, that could, that could throw you out of ketosis. We can talk about sweeteners in, in a moment, a little bit later on as well, if you wanted. 
Um, bear in mind that alcohol is, is rich in empty calories as well. So if, like we said earlier on, if your goal is to lose weight, then, then it's not going to help you. And I want to talk about that uh, a little bit more in a second as well. Um, now, some studies show that alcohol can suppress... Um, uh, so, um, in fact, let, let's talk about that right away, actually, while we're on it. So the biggest problem why people um, actually find it hard to lose weight when they drink alcohol because I often use this in my consultation when, when we talk about alcohol, they say, okay, you know, what is my most, you know, biggest problem with, with alcohol? Oh, well, it's calories. Yes, it is a lot of empty calories. That is true. If you don't utilize them right away, you're going to be storing them as fat. Unlike, you know, some of the mm. foods that we eat. Yeah. But the problem is, is that alcohol is toxin. So alcohol is converted to ethanol in a, in, 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 in a body, which is toxic. So the body wants to get rid of it. Okay, the body needs to get rid of it. And the job of doing that goes onto the liver. The liver is one of the main roles of the liver is to also metabolize fats. Yeah. So for every unit of alcohol that we drink on average, it might take you an hour to excrete that unit of alcohol. Yeah. That means same that for hour, two hours, three hours, depending on how many units of alcohol that you've been drinking, you're not gonna be burning fat. Yeah, you're, li- you're compromised from a fat burning. Yeah, you know, then we can talk about other things. It, it can have a effect on your inhibition. So once you start to have a couple of drinks, you think, oh, what the hell? I'm going to eat and shit. More. Yeah. I might even get out of keto because I might have a pizza after that or kebab or exactly. you know, whatever. So, you know, all of these things. But, um, but anyway, staying on, on the question. So that, that is the biggest problem. Okay. But in terms of, of, a, keto, of, a, of a ketogenic diet, if you do want to drink, in moderation, so my advice would be, you know, a couple of glasses of wine or, um, um, in, 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 the, in the drinking session, should we say that the top five drinks that you find is champagne or sparkling wine, which is about two grams per, per glass. Dry right. wine, like I said earlier, that can be up to, you know, from 0.5 to two grams per glass. Vodka, and vodka is pretty good, actually. You know, if you do like a vodka... Uh, Rob Wolf was talking about this uh, when I first started following him back in like 2001, whatever, seven away, in his first book. It was like doing like a like a tequila with 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 lime and soda, right? So so sparkling water. Yeah. When we're talking yeah, about soda, yeah. yeah, sparkling water, tequila, vodka, you know, live the lime, and that yeah. is actually zero zero grams. Okay, so that would be fantastic if you are on 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 a ketogenic diet. Whiskey uh, also uh, very low, zero grams, and dry martini also very low, zero grams. I I think the dry martini and, and whiskey. I, I mean I don't know. It, it, it depends on taste. I I would say more with with vodka and tequila for me. Whiskey as well. Uh, there can be it can be more processed, so that could give more um, issues to to people as well. But um, but anyway, so that would be the advice. In terms of calories, one gram of alcohol equals to seven grams of calories. So that's when the calorie creation um, needs to be taken into account. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And, um, but yeah, you know, studies studies do show that that you could, you could remain in a ketogenic state, providing that you are eating high fats, moderate protein, low carb, and a little bit of alcohol. Right, and how would you so go about 
when if you was to advise it for somebody i mean you'd obviously calculate um how many calories they'd be consuming from all these types of foods right yeah yeah you'd have you to wouldn't that. you wouldn't just go it, like the, the problem here is and again yeah. this is i'm talking mates of mine that are not knowledgeable on the subject, but they've gone ketogenic in their eyes, meaning all they all they've thought about doing is cutting out carbohydrates, and they've lost weight. But as we know, that's a result of them cutting out calories from carbs and uh, you know losing weight. And they might have felt good on it because of um, whatever. They might have felt good on it because of the satiety thing we talked about that they're increased protein. These are active guys, you know. They um, they they'll, they'll they train, so they um, they lose weight as a result of that. Yeah. Um, but like we've, well, like we've talked about with every diet this week uh, on this series, it's what I always bring up is that if it's, if it's unsustainable for you, if you're going to, if you can go keto Monday to Friday, but you want, um, a pizza, five pints of beer on a, on a Friday, is there any point in doing it or, or uh, just, do you I, know I what mean, I mean? From your perspective. Sorry, to get back to your point, first of all, you made it, that was, that was good. Ultimately, yeah. You get you get you're gonna take those into your in, into your into your macro, however, however you want to calculate that. Because if you if you're really down, if you're a person that you you need to be in that 50 grams of carbohydrates, otherwise it's gonna kick you out of ketosis. And then you you done your, your carbohydrates, you done all the good fibers, etc. But then you do you know a bottle of wine, yeah. it's gonna get you out of ketosis. And the other thing as well, Tim, bear in mind that alcohol can increase hypoglycemia, low right, sure. sugar levels. Sure. right because yeah. it can release insulin okay it can release insulin it can be secreted and that you might have an initial spike of sugar levels and then a really huge dip and that's where people start to feel dizzy and hungry okay so yeah. let's, let's bear, that, bear that in mind but um to your you know what to your point um then again you don't have to be in ketosis seven days a week right you can get out of ketosis we spoke about this the other week when we talked about like the anabolic diet that I mentioned, uh, people that want to do like more uh, in terms of uh, anabolic diet means it was more programmed for, for, for weightlifting, for, for muscle building. You might find that you are in a ketogenic state for five days a week. And then, you know, I don't know, Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, you eat more carbohydrates. And you might find that actually that can, 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 can help with your metabolism because ultimately Tim, with all these things, the body can get used to it as well. And you might find that one of the one of the side effects on the long term, we said that how good these these diets can be for your insulin sensitivity. They might be good at first, but you do that for too long. When you, then you eat carbohydrates, the body doesn't really know how to deal with them, and you can actually lose insulin sensitivity. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 for sure. So you might actually find that then actually when you eat carbohydrates, instead of disposing of the, those carbohydrates in the muscle, the body is is irresponsive to that, and you yeah. actually store more as fats yeah okay yeah. so that's something else to, to bear in mind with, with any diet so it's good to be to be flexible with with, with your diet but um anyway do you think that are we happy with the alcohol so far because um we yeah i think we've i think diet. we've covered anyone that wants a drink and to, to do keto at the same time yeah so, um, so common sense with that you have maybe any other questions there you said a, yeah? another, another podcast part if you want you said you had another question from uh, someone that's listening to you So you just broke up there for a second, Tim. Um, you've got more. You've got more questions from people. Who, um, people have listened, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think same as you. More in terms of exercise. 
Something yeah, let's get into that. I mean, well, what about, do you want to, I mean, I know you said it's always specific to the individual, which every diet is, isn't it, to, to some degree. But, you know, what would a day of eating look like for, a, for, I mean, for an 80 kilo female that wants to lose 10, 15 kilos? First of all, we've got to go to a deficit, which for an 80 kilo female, you'd be probably putting them on about 1800 calories a day, right? 2000 calories a day. Um, you mentioned there, um, 40 grams of, um, 40 grams of carbohydrates, yeah. uh, 75 protein, did you say? And then the rest so, coming from fats. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it really depends on the individual. Um, for here, for example, the, the, the sample that I wrote down here, and then I got a different one for exercise as well. It's, um, 55 to 60% of fats. Yep. 30 to 35% of protein and five to 10% of carbohydrates. Yeah. So it really is quite low, right? It, 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 it is. It mm. is. So this is, you know, this might be something that people could try when exercising. Of course, people are doing more for like nutritional ketosis for, for, for seizures or, or, or things like that. They might even be uh, more restricted than that. Might be even uh, a lot lower. Um, yeah. On, on a protein and higher in a, in a fat. So it might even be like 70% fat and 20% protein and 10% carbohydrates. Type of yeah. Thing. Okay. Yeah. So, um, okay. So you, you happy with the exercise, Sim? Yeah, man. Yeah, let's okay. get into it. Um, quite interesting with the exercise. This, this um, then again, some good and not so good research. Um, I looked at Steve... Finney and and Volek, I, I, you know, I read I read their studies already years ago when I was doing this. They are keen cyclists and they've been doing this for like you know over thirty years. Uh, they've got a book out. It's, it's called "The Art and Science of Ketogenic Training" or something like that. Anyway, okay. But uh, and then I've also looked at okay in terms of weightlifting and CrossFit and things like that, right? As some listeners might be interested in that. So. The interesting thing, Tim, is this, right? And this is already um, what I, I remember when I first started to, when I was studying uh, sports science back in, I don't know, 2006, seven, whatever it was. And I remember reading in one of the textbooks, okay, you, anybody will have enough fat stored in the body, I don't know if you ever came across this, to cycle across the east to west coast of the United States. You ever heard about that? No, say that again. So somebody, anyone would have. Yeah. So I'll give you this as, as an example, right? So basically the, the, the proponents of a ketogenic diet, yeah, they are saying that by going on a low carb diet, the body becomes adapted to utilize fat as fuel. Sure. Okay. Sure. In, 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 in contrast, people who are more proponents of a high carb diet, they say that, you know, with not enough carbohydrates, the body, the body will, will, will bank and basically it, you'll, you'll, you'll start to really get, uh, you know, fatigued real quick and yeah. the muscles will, will start to cramp, et cetera. And that will prevent you from, from uh, you know, from performing well. Okay. So basically what, what I was referring to as an example was that, the body, even the, the leanest 
of individuals, right, will have, let's say, Tim, 10, 10 kilograms of stored body fats that would be sufficient to run 30 marathons. Okay, wow. I remember reading this in textbooks, the examples they were making, even the leanness of individual, will have enough stored body fat to cycle from the east coast of the United States to the west coast of the United States. Wow. Right? The problem is, is that a lot of people, once on, in the fat state, on, on a western type of diet, when we rely on the carbohydrates, the body, once you start to burn on those carbohydrates, the body is incapable of utilizing body fat as fuel. And that is okay. why okay. you start to fatigue. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've all seen, we've all seen this uh, with people. Um, I, I, you know, um, I remember seeing some people at the gym and, uh, we, you know, we're not saying names, but both me, me and you have trained this individual. And this person is uh, quite overweight and wanted to get into some running and doing some little fun runs and park runs, carrying, you know, a lot more than 10 kilos of body fat. And they'd be like, Oh, you know, I'm doing my park run tomorrow morning, uh, 5K park run. Uh, so I'm going to have a big bowl of pasta tonight. And this, and I'm thinking, no, you know, you know, you don't need yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, the, the really energy is already a lot, of, there. a lot of stored energy, right? But plenty. anyway, but yeah, exactly, plenty. However, a lot of people, if they're not used to burning fat for fuel, once they start to deplete the carbohydrates, they cannot access it. And this is where Stevie and, and um, um, Finney and Volek have done a lot of research on cyclists. They've done muscle biopsy and they found that it takes three four, so, to four weeks for endurance athletes. They've mostly studied endurance athletes yeah. to get fat adapted. Once you start to get fat adapted, you can run for hours. You can cycle for hours yeah. burning fat. Okay, burning fat. So glycogen storage, it, it is limited, Tim. Uh, you, can, you can probably store uh, between 100 to 500 grams tops of glycogen between the liver and the muscle. Yeah. People who are, who are, who are more trained, people Bigger. who have more muscle, they might yeah. be able to store like even 30% more carbohydrates, glycogen in the muscle than, than untrained individuals, but it is limited. So if you overconsume these carbohydrates, you're gonna be storing them. Once the storage cells are full, they're gonna be stored as fat. We talked about this in a previous podcast. Correct. Instead, fat storage is unlimited. Okay, is unlimited. And if you are consuming a low carbohydrate diet. Then once you start to deplete those carbohydrates, as we've been saying through this podcast, your body then will start to utilize stored body fat for fuel. Okay. That yeah. is when a lot of the fat loss can occur, et cetera, et cetera. But what, what is Finney and Volek finding in the research is that these uh, ketogenic states, so low carbohydrates, they can actually be superior on, uh, on, uh, distance, long distance events, yeah. then, then high carbohydrate diets, just simply because you don't, you don't, you know, you don't bank, you don't, you don't fatigue and you can just go and go and go because you've got so much stored energy, if that makes sure. sense. Exactly. Okay. 
So if, uh, if somebody wanted to, to train on, 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 a, on a low carb diet, maybe they don't, uh, uh, if you said you got people who are triathletes, if they are doing a lot of, lot of training, well, what I mean by a lot of training is hours of training a day. Okay, not, not, not a 5K run. If, if you're doing like a, you might do like a 20K run, then you might do in the morning, then you might do a cycle later on or a swim. Yeah. Now, 50 grams of carbohydrates, it, it, I don't think it will be sufficient to him in one day. So those type of people, if for hard charging athletes, you're probably looking at 50 to 100 grams on an easy day, maybe 100 to 150 on a moderate day and up to 200 grams on a hard day. Yeah. Okay. Because remember, ultimately you need some carbs for, you know, for, for your brain. And they would stay in a ketogenic state there? I, I think so. If, if once adapted, yes. Yeah. Okay. That, that's why I said that earlier on. Some people can eat 20 grams, 30 grams a day and be in a ketogenic diet. Once they get to like 50 grams, they might throw them out. On the other hand, you might have people that can be on 100 yeah. grams a day and still be in, in a ketogenic state. If they're active enough, if they carry enough lean tissue and, yeah. and they can absorb the carbs. Yeah, adapted, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But we need to talk about the testing as well in a second to give people more, a bit more of an idea. And so, so we talked about that. Um, so over time on a low-carb diet, basically, you can acclimatize to use ketones and you become fat-adapted. So what you find is that these people who are fat-adapted, like I said, it might take three weeks, at least three weeks, the peak fat oxidation is 2.3 times what it is for a non-fat adapted individual. So once you become fat adapted team, what that means you, you can utilize fats at a rate of over two times. So twice, yeah. the, twice the amount of somebody who's untrained. Okay. So, um, also, another study showed that this is a 2014 study showed that after one month on a ketogenic diet, the athletes improved lactate threshold. So they were cyclists and they had a 50% reduction in lactate concentration 30 minutes after exercise. So, what does that mean? Once you start to exercise, you can utilize, you better utilize that, that, that lactic acid and convert it into fuel. Right. Okay. That's when a lot of people, uh, once you start to get, you know, if you do like a hard intensity session and you, 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 your legs start to burn that is lactic acid in, right? Okay. Yeah. And the, uh, that, that, that increased respiration, um, that is all the body is getting rid of the, the, the lactic acid. So um, basically, this, this study shows that once you become fat adapted, you can utilize better fats and you are also more tolerant to lactic acid. Okay, so that sure. is another, another benefit of it. And also, because you use, you, you're utilizing fats, you are better at conserving glycogen. Okay, okay. Cool. I didn't that know that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So once I showed that, once uh, the athletes were keto adapted, they had a slower glycogen drop during one hour exercise, submaximal exercise. Okay, so that they had more glycogen conservation which prevented fatigue. Okay, cool. Somebody who's not fat adapted, in other words, they burn more onto the sugar. Once the sugar is burned, they can't really adapt to the fat. If you're not yeah, fat yeah, adapted, yeah. You, you're more going into the, into the fat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So I've got a, a friend of mine that does CrossFit. Uh, he's a CrossFit coach. Uh, for CrossFit, uh, everybody knows what CrossFit is on your show, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Like <laughs> and, you know, balls, slams, sprinting, whatever it is, high-intensity training, should we call it. And maybe I, I don't think it, it is it is as, as effective, to be honest with you. That doesn't mean you can't do it. Then again, it, it always depends on what you're doing. The people can they can do CrossFit at a certain way, a certain intensity. But once intensity gets really really high, once you do those max efforts, I, 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 to be honest with you, I wouldn't do it on a ketogenic diet. Not saying no. that you can't do it. It is a lot harder. It, yeah, it, for sure. Uh, a lot harder. I found a, a study on a ketogenic diet for for CrossFitters. And they showed that the ma the male athletes actually uh, it was 11 males and 11 females. They adapted to ketogenic diets better than the females, and they you know they, they could they could fuel the workouts on uh, on on fat, but the, basically the performance w wasn't getting any better. Right. Right. They didn't have, they didn't have any, any positives in their um, in their performance. Um, have you you got any more questions on that, Tim? On, on exercise Not from uh, a training point of view i mean it's worth mentioning there that you're kind of um you're talking there about crossfit and i think a lot of listeners definitely coming from my side of things are you know when if they're listening to diet and nutrition advice it's generally speaking to lose weight and yeah. if you're on one hand doing high intensity exercise such as crossfit and also doing a ketogenic diet the ketogenic diet is almost like it lends itself towards losing weight and but it's yeah. counter counterproductive to doing something so in so as high intensity as crossfit so they're, they're almost like contradicting goals right so you're doing crossfit which requires calories which requires carbohydrates preferably yeah. um but also you're wanting to lose weight so you're better off doing the exercise and putting it's just a bit of a mishmash of things there i always think think that about people who do high intensity exercise, um, not understanding that to get better at exercise, you require calories and energy to do that exercise Absolutely. well. Absolutely. But the, the, just, there, um, there are other objectives. Just a, another quick one, Tim. Um, while we're on the topic of exercise. Yes, mate. Oh, yeah. You just yeah. Um, the, the, the other thing is, is what about muscle? Okay, because uh, some people might want to be still building muscle. And the interesting thing that's, uh, that I saw on a, um, on a ketogenic diet, basically the, the, the problem with, with, with building muscle on a ketogenic diet, uh, some people might argue that because insulin is low, you need insulin to signal the photosynthesis, um, basically sure. to, to, you know to to convert those amino acids into protein build a muscle exactly you need, you need that, that protein synthesis what um, what some studies have shown that actually the amino acid leucine can fulfill that that insulin role and can actually help with muscle with the muscle protein synthesis okay so you could supplement you could supplement yes yeah yes okay Oh, cool. You could take uh, leucine as a as a supplement by itself, or you can just get some brain chain amino acids. 
on that note, is there any supplements you'd recommend on a, on a ketogenic diet? Is there anything that's essential that we, that we miss out on because of uh, such low carbs that we'd need to supplement? Um, okay. In terms of, uh, in terms of, of, uh, of get, getting into ketosis, sorry, Tim, uh, I don't, I'm not a big believer in those keto salts. Ne never tried them. Uh, you, you, you know, could potentially argue that if you take keto salts, then the body is not producing its own ketones. But anyway, um, but for ketosis, green tea seems to be a good one. Green tea has been shown to help the body absorb more fat, to so burn more fat, uh, as it helps to upregulate mitochondria function. So you burn more fat in the mitochondria, which is the energy cells. You can take leucine, isoleucine, valine, which are all amino acids. Yeah. That help uh, take the role of insulin, replenish energy cycle in the uh, in, in the muscles in the amino acids that are broken down during exercise and you might take some mct oil so like coconut oil to boost the ketones right and that tends to also promote more uh, brain energy sure so based so we was we spoke about fiber before so one of one of the, the biggest problems on a, on a ketogenic diet in my opinion was that of, of the lack of fiber that a lot of people, unless they're doing it properly, my, my encounter. And that is my, my problem, like I said, in the first 10 days, not going to toilet. So you do need fiber. So the, the lack thereof of fiber, it, can, it could be a problem. So in terms of supplements, um, you, I would get people to eat fermented foods, such as sauerkrauts, kimchi, uh, miso, uh, kefir, live yogurts. Yeah. Bear in mind with live yogurt, things like that that go to the go for the full fat, uh, because this is 100 grams will be about five to six grams of carbohydrates, whereas if you go for a lower fat version, it's going to be at least 15 or 17. So you could potentially blow a good portion of the carbohydrate intake just on that. Exactly. So then do the psyllium husk, you know, do some like greens, like like we said earlier on that this should be still enough to help you. Um, you know, supply enough fiber to feed the good bacteria. And this is one. Of, this is one of the things. Maybe this could be a lengthy discussion. We could go on it on on another podcast. But uh, you, you need you need fiber to feed the good microbiome. Okay, and the microbiome in in the gut produces vitamins. It helps with the immune system. Has a lot of important functions. And compromised gut microbiota can be linked to all sorts of diseases from obesity, uh, you know, to neurological disorders and, uh, and, and many other things. So maybe it's something that we can discuss another time. So, and the other thing, Tim, because of the high fat intake, I would definitely make sure that I balance my omega-3 and omega-6. We spoke about this already on the first podcast that we did. It's important to balance your omega-3 to omega-6. That means uh, High, fats, high fatty foods, especially when they come from saturated fat, such as meat, cheese, but even like seeds and oils, it might be too high in omega-6, which are known as inflammatory fats. Whereas you want to have more omega-3 fatty acids or balance those out by having things like oily fish, flaxseed, and olive oil. Sure. Okay, so making sure we, we balance our ratio. So in terms of supplements, yes. So you could do some uh, fermented foods, which are not really supplements. They're just functional foods. I would say as kimchi, sauerkraut, kefir. 
if we're talking about like supplements, as we know, supplement form and omega-3 fatty, fatty acids, if you're not, because of the lack of carbohydrates, you might also not be taking enough vitamins. So maybe like a multivitamin might be also a good idea if you're one of those people that doesn't eat really broccoli or greens. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's good to know. So I think we, we, we've talked a lot, so maybe we can leave uh, some of the rest for another episode. Would you? Yeah, think? and any questions we could always, we could maybe do a, a, an episode at the end of this series, just wrapping up any questions over any diets of people that have listened to all these. And, you know, if there was something we didn't cover and we missed it, um, sure. get people to ask us questions and we just go over any, any, any questions to do with nutrition, especially the episodes we've already done, you know? Yeah. So um, people need cool. to sign up and uh, subscribe and uh, post us questions on Facebook, maybe. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram is the best place to get us with questions. Um, this podcast is, I know that most people listen through iTunes, but it's also available on an app called Anchor, which if you want to, you can send us messages on Anchor and you can even send us a voice note with a question. So we can insert a voice note into the uh, podcast for next week. So if you wanted to uh, get it, get listen to this through Anchor, and there's a microphone button to send us a message and we can then insert that whatever message you send, say it if you don't want us to put it in the podcast, that's fine. But you can send us an, a message that is a, a voice note that is for us able to put into the podcast, which would be really useful. Um, guys, so yes, that's been us on the ketogenic diet. Anything you wanted to add, Dave? Uh, no, maybe in next week episode, Tim... Uh, some people have asked about paleo. What, what do you think? Paleo is a good call. Yeah, it's very, it's been popular. It, I think it was popular. It sort of fell out of um, popularity and then it will probably be on its way back around in the next year or two. <laughs> yeah. So we can do um, that next week. Yeah. yeah. So we'll cover that next week. Yes, guys. So this has us been uh, Coffee with Coaches. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, stay on the line, Dave. I'll see you later, uh, everybody, and listen to you next week, or you'll listen to us next week. See you, Dave. Thanks, Tim.